0: Killing animals. How do hey. I start it, Brittany? My name
2: is <laughs> My hair look okay. It's fantastic. My name is Mike Axelrod. Start again, start yeah, I hated it too. Braxton, <laughs> <laughs> you said something yeah, mine, in the car. Mine is in my you, uh, hand You said house. that you were we living on. Don't expect
0: time. any calls. Hmm.
2: There's a perception around who hunters are. Tell
0: my family don't bother me. What we're supposed when I'm to be a and a feminist that works for a nonprofit
2: that is a hunter that has been wild game for the last twenty years. Is likely not, not the thing that people think yet. about. Yet
0: I've got one pending in Kazakhstan, and one is yes. pending in Tajikistan.
2: So you, we have both some, sheep We have some very mutual friends, uh, Brendan Burns. Oh sure. Yeah, I talked to Brendan last week, and I told him what we're doing. He was like, "You need to tell Renee uh, that we talk." and I was like, "All right, I will." Uh,
0: he's a uh, he's he's a good friend. Yeah.
2: All right, Renee, are you ready? No. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> Great answer. <laughs> Great answer. That short and sweet. So you can
2: look at me when I'm talking to you, and then when you respond, you can okay. look at Jesse. Let's get clapped. Renee, one of the most important questions that we as hunters have to be able to answer.
0: So you hunt as well?
2: Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Good. Is why? Why do you hunt? So I pose the question to you why do you hunt?
0: I hunt because I grew up in a family in a small rural community in the Bitterroot Mountain range of the Rocky Mountains, right on the border of Idaho and Montana, and my father was an avid sportsman, and it didn't matter what season it was, if it was deer season or elk season or pheasant season or duck hunting or steelhead or salmon. That's how he fed his family. And he always took, took me along. And so I grew up outdoors, and that was just a natural part of my upbringing. It's very natural for me to hunt. I love nature, and I love being outdoors, and I think people who hunt love becoming part of nature.
2: Fantastic, great answer. It's always a what? tough question, you know, and everyone has a different answer to that question.
0: Well, I, I grew up hunting, so it's very, you know, where I grew up, it's bigger than how, but it's only, you know, 4,200 people. However, you know, when I was in school, all the, all my classmates had a loaded, loaded a rifle and a gun rack in the back lingo of their pickups, and right after school, they would just head up to the mountains and hunt, and there were never any accidents, no one ever stole a gun. No one was ever injured or shot. And it was a very natural thing for us. So hunting and guns is a very comfortable part of my life.
2: So there are certain perceptions around who we are as hunters. And they range from simply bloodlusting killers to- um,
0: Especially in California.
2: to you know, you guys really don't love wildlife at all. Are there any perceptions that you know speak specifically to your heart that you know you want to talk through?
0: Well, I you know, the mission statement for the Weatherby Foundation is to educate youth and the non-hunting public on the to the, the beneficial role of ethical sport hunting and its contribution to wildlife and also to protect our constitutional right to do so. So I feel for me, it's kind of my job to promote, protect, and preserve our hunting heritage. My whole family hunts.
2: You've probably felt prejudice against you through your hunting career. Many times. What is the message that they just don't get? The message that you like, I wish they just would understand. I... Th-
0: well, for, I, I really believe that, that hunting and all of its attributes, because there are many, is simply a process of education for those who are non-hunters. For those people who are totally opposed to hunting without even knowing anything about it, you know, I can't spend a lot of time on because you're not going to change their mind no matter what but people that really kind of walk the line just need to be educated. And so you can explain that to them that uh, all of the fees that we hunters pay for permits to hunt anywhere in the world support their wildlife departments, their wildlife departments support their anti-poaching programs. And as we hunt, and in our hunting areas, anywhere in the world through legal hunting it's, it's well managed and controlled. And hunting is a renewable and sustainable resource when it's properly managed. And that's what most people don't understand. And they don't understand when they go to the market, an animal, and, and buy meat. Some animal has been harvested. They don't understand a leather handbag, a leather belt. Leather shoes, a leather vest, comes from some animal. And it's very frustrating. They don't understand the benefit of when we hunt around the world and part of the fees that we, we pay for the privilege of hunting there. Go back to the communities, to go back to the local communities to help those people. And, and it can be a large sum of money. And with that, they can build schools. They can build what they consider a hospital. We would consider it a medical clinic. But we can contribute to them in ways that non-hunters don't understand. And it's very beneficial to these communities. They would not have these things were it not for hunters.
2: Fantastic. Thank
0: you. I don't really know how to articulate that. but. I just left 80 grand in Pakistan. <laughs> and they're and they're building a hospital and a school.
2: So I would I would you're saying that so could do you think you could put a number <coughs> on how much you have spent on conservation through your hunting?
0: A lot. <laughs> it, yeah. It's a lot and it's not just me, but collectively when you put hunters together, if you would total up what they spend for their hunting permits, and not just that, but I myself belong to 32, I'm a member of 32 hunting organizations. They all support different conservation projects, each and every one of them. So I pay annual dues, I'm a life member of most of them, but we have specific projects and it's all for the benefit of wildlife. And what people don't realize is PETA or the Humane Society will spend hundreds of millions of dollars opposing and trying to stop people from hunting but if they put that same dollar towards helping animals, think of the benefit that would be for, for everyone. But you know, hunters actually talk the talk and walk the walk. We put our money where our mouth is. We, we support all these programs and, and want to see animals live forever. And if it wasn't for hunters, there wouldn't be any wildlife for people in the world to see and enjoy. That's what people don't understand. If it, I mean, I've had that conversation many times. If it wasn't for people like me, there wouldn't be anything on, I said, not even on TV for people like you to see on a wildlife program. So National Geographic is usually the one I use, but 100%. they don't understand that.
2: 100%. So I've got two more questions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: A lot of people will look at you as a past Weatherby Award winner, and say, you just collect trophies. However, I could very much argue that you are a collector of experiences. Again, remember, nobody's going to hear me speak. So I'd like you to say that. I'd like you to say, you know, a lot of people look at the, how much I've hunted and say that I just collect trophies, but when not at all. So, and, and, so expand on that. I want you to go down that, that path of the stigma associated with the weather bee. and hey, not at all. This is, this is what, I, these are the things I've experienced.
0: Mm-hmm. It would be very difficult for me to articulate how hunting has enriched my life in so many ways. I think most people think that it's just the harvesting of of an animal, but they don't understand that we work very hard. You know, you can climb mountains, you can sleep in the rocks, you can go without food and water for a few days. You certainly don't have a shower or a toilet. It can be very, very challenging, very uncomfortable. You're climbing thousands of feet, you're walking couple hundred miles. People don't understand that that's part of hunting and that's what we do. But the most important thing is not the harvesting of the animal, for me, it's the experience of the hunt. And I, you know, when you're hunting, you always have to give thanks where it's due and that's to your guide and if he has an assistant, if you're in Africa, you have trackers. It takes a whole team to have a successful hunt. And so you you have to appreciate and respect everyone. You have to respect the cultures, which I do. I enjoy experiencing all of these things. But the most important part of any hunt to me is simply the experience of the different cultures. I've traveled around the world. You have to, to know that these people are there to help you and they want to see you successful. They want to learn all about you and your culture because, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to explain, but I appreciate the people that have, have helped me and, you know, they've done everything they can to make my hunt as enjoyable as it has been unforgettable. Just can you click it off? I cannot believe that. <laughs>
2: <sighs> I'm going to
0: silence it. Gonna... Just turn. I do. do just do, click it off. Oh. <laughs> you know that's really hard to articulate. Um, do we need to do that again?
2: No, I think we got a good stuff right there.
0: You know, everyone is so extraordinary. You, you appreciate the landscape and you appreciate the wildlife and you come home empty-handed and you say, I still had a wonderful experience and I'll go back. That has always been my motto.
2: <laughs> I have one last question. Okay. What is the heart of Weatherby? What is the heart of the Weatherby Foundation? Let me ask you that. What is the heart? Well,
0: of the I've Weatherby told you of our mission statement.
2: You've talked about the mission statement, mm-hmm. but I want more of an intrinsic, emotional This is Renee Snyder being a part of a broader family that is the Weatherby Foundation.:
0: hmm. Well, I think our goal.
2: I prefer if you could start with I know uh, <laughs> art.
0: Uh, well because I grew up in the mountains, I was able to roam and I was able to fish in streams and rivers. It's very natural for me and because I now live in a city and wherever I travel, there are children who never leave a city. They never see nature. And I think that's really very sad. And I, because they don't see the most beautiful part of our world, hunting takes us to wilderness areas. And we travel to places and locations and destinations that people would never travel to because it's too difficult to get there. It's difficult to survive there. And that's part of the challenge of why we like to do it. And I think, you know, the most important part for me of any hunt, even coming home without a trophy, just means it's it's just all about a very fine experience And I think here at Weatherby, we really try to reach out to youth and to the non-hunting public. We, We do, and we do that very well. We raise money through our auction, and we distribute through grant proposals, hundreds of thousands of dollars to help youth organizations and introduce children to the outdoors, outdoor sports, outdoor survival. Hunting, fishing, archery, everything that goes with it. And I think that's our goal, just to promote not just hunting, but the outdoor life and the beauty that it brings to one's life.
2: Well, that's it for today. I appreciate you listening, as always. Leave a review, share it with your friends, and most importantly, do what's right to convey the truth. Around hunting.